give the Lord a good clap offering. Amen. You may be seated this morning in the presence of the Lord. If you have your Bibles, turn to me with the book of Luke chapter 8. The book of Luke chapter 8. You want to welcome me out this morning to Living Word Christian Center. Amen. Come on, give the Lord a good clap offering. Amen. If you're here for your first time, lift up your hand. I want to just welcome you this morning. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you back there. Amen. It's a blessing to have you. Welcome to Living Word. Amen. May you be blessed. Thank you for coming as a visitor. May you leave as family. Amen. Come on, somebody. Luke chapter 8. Luke chapter 8. You see there's uh, people missing because uh, life, what's that called? That, um, daylight savings, amen. People think it's uh, sleeping savings, amen. They sleep in, but it's okay. Luke chapter 8, verse 40. Luke chapter 8, verse 40. I want to minister on this morning on who touched me. Who touched me? Amen. Who touched me? You know, there's a lot of times that we can come to church and we can come into the things of God but not really touch him. We can come to know him or come to know an understanding of him, but not really build a relationship with him. So I want to show you a picture on how God teaches us that we can have a lot of issues and still touch him. If you can push past your issues, you can push past your problems, if you can push past your situations, you can touch him, you can change it, you can become greater, you can become more powerful, you can increase in your power and your anointing and the ability who God is in your life. You have to reach past your issues. You have to reach past your circumstances. You have to reach past, amen, the logic. A couple of days ago, I was watching, you know, a Star Trek, and I was watching Star Trek, I think it was called The Dark Knight or something like that, one of those, and, and, and I was laughing because one of them, uh, and those guys is called Spock, or, or yeah, he's a Falcon, and uh, I started laughing, I told my wife, get the Falcon out of you. The Falcon, he's all about logic. He's logical. He tells the captain, well, logically, it doesn't make any sense. He's stuck in logic. Someone's going to be stuck in logic. Thinking two and two make four. But it doesn't always. Because with God. Amen. God does things that blow our minds. Come on somebody. Uh, amen. One day to the Lord is like a thousand years. A thousand years is like one day to the Lord. So God gets numbers and he works with numbers. God gets our situations. Works with situations. But us as humans. Sometimes we get stuck in logic. We got to get the logic out of us. We got to get the fucking out of you. Hello, somebody. <laughs> got two of you guys, all right. And we have to learn to understand that God wants to, amen, do something with us. And we have to learn to understand that we need to, we need to touch him. We need to grab a hold of him. Amen. Uh, we can't blame nobody else but ourselves. Sometimes it's because we become lazy. Sometimes it's because we get full of sin. And sometimes because of our troubles. And because of our troubles is the most time that we should reach out and touch him. Come on, somebody. In our troubles, we should reach out and touch him. I don't know about you, but I've been in trouble. Anybody ever been in trouble here? You guys look like you've been in court. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. You know, I work with the DA, and I work with the DA, and, and, and uh, we go to all the schools, and we go speak with the team that we have, and we do uh, gang awareness and drug awareness, and, and uh, we do all these different things, and and uh, it's funny, I tell her before, we're having lunch when you used to have us for lunch. <laughs> Amen. Now we're, we're helping out, we're reaching out because we're coming out of our issues. 
tell people to get out of their issues. Come on, somebody. Amen. And so we're grateful. So I want you to show you a quick picture here that will help you this morning. Luke chapter 8, verse 40. So it was when Jesus returned that the multitude welcomed him, for they were all waiting for him. Some say waiting. They were waiting for him. And behold, it came a man named Jairus, and he was a ruler of the synagogue, and he fell down at Jesus' feet and begged him to come to his house. For he had an only daughter, about 12 years of age, and she was dying. And as he went, the multitude thronged him or pressed him in Hebrew. Him. Listen carefully. Here's the situation I want you to see. Here's Jesus, and he's coming to minister. And while he's coming to minister, the people are waiting for him. So you might think to you, how are you waiting for Jesus? How are you waiting for him? Are you waiting with expectancy? Or are you waiting like whatever? Because a lot of times, tell me how you wait for people. How have you waited for people and they're going to pick you up? Are you here yet? Are you here yet? I'm about five minutes away. And you know you're lying. You're like about 20 minutes away. Are you here yet? And you're waiting and you're walking back and forth. And you're, you're waiting to expectancy to go where you're going to go. But when you really don't want to go nowhere, you don't, just, you don't care. You're not ready. You don't care about you. You're just, you, you, you lag again. You take forever. So how are you waiting how are you? Are you waiting with expecting? I can't wait. I can't wait. Amen. I can't wait to go to church. I can't wait. Amen. To pray. I can't wait to seek God. I can't wait to worship. I can't wait to give. I can't wait. My God, I just can't wait. I'm waiting for the Lord. And what I'm waiting on, I'm waiting with the stands of expectancy. I'm waiting with my hands open. I'm waiting to receive from God. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. And no, it's coming. I'm waiting. Someone says, I'm waiting. I'm waiting. Church, we, we've been waiting for a year and something. About a year, about four, 16 months. And God showed up. Come on, somebody. God showed up. God blessed us, amen, with a, a four-acre place. Come on, somebody. A 30,000 square feet building, two sanctuaries. Come on, how much more do we want? Come on, amen. Amen. As we get ready to slam all the paperwork and everything's getting ready, they're already working on doing things, and, and we're just waiting for God to do the rest. But we weren't waiting like God's not going to do. We're waiting. We were expecting. We were expecting. We were speaking it. We were saying it. Our hands were open. We were ready. We were like, God, we know you're going to do it. And he did it, church. Come on, so that's something to celebrate about. Amen. He did it. Amen. He did it. He kept his word. Church, and here he, he's, here he is, and the people were waiting. And here comes, uh, amen, this ruler, and, and he comes, and he, found, he falls down at the feet of Jesus. Because why? Because there was a death in his family. Or there was, his daughter was sick, and, and he was troubled. Because I may know when you're sick and you're troubled, and you're going through things in your household, you will fall at the feet of Jesus. Hopefully you fall at the feet of Jesus, amen, and run to him, amen, and not to the bars, not to the connection, amen, and not to the left, not to the right, but you'll learn to fall to him and learn to grab a hold of him. Because every time we go through something, we wonder why. I'll never forget, uh, years ago, uh, I've learned, amen, when I got saved, about about 23 years ago when I got saved, I met the Lord and I told my pastor, I said, man, why is it so funny that when a drug addict gets mad, he runs to dope? 
I've seen it over and over. I said, man, I just got saved. I'm like, man, I says, why when he go through something and he runs it up? Or somebody who's, who's learned, listen carefully, who's learned to quit, runs very back to his vomit. His own sin. When something goes wrong, oh, go running like a baby. And I, I told Pastor, but then I see these other guys who, who, who never done that stuff and go and they run and they get mad and they go water the grass. I'm like, Pastor, I don't understand. He goes, well, they only run to what they know. The other guys weren't like that. They ran and did what was normal for them to get out of the house. They go water the grass, go take a drive. But for us, our release was go do something to the extreme. How many of you are extremists here? You go to the extreme. All right, good. The rest of you guys are lying. Praise the Lord. You were extreme until you do something. It's something go wrong. You just go to the extreme. He goes through something, and he goes to Jesus. Come on, somebody. He, he, he goes through something, and he runs to the feet of Jesus. See, you'll know who you are by what you run to. You know what you are by what you run to. Amen. We have to learn to run to the feet of Jesus. Learn to run down to his feet. And at his feet, and at his feet, to me, at his feet represent here the altar. The altar. The altar is where we need to learn to run to. Our feet, amen, need to learn to run to the altar and meet the feet of Jesus at the altar. Come on, somebody, amen. And, and, and it could be the altar at church, but you have to learn to build your own altar at home. Where your chair, where your couch, where your bed becomes an altar, where you just come to run to him and cry out to him. Amen. And ask God, forgive me. God, I want to let go of all this stuff. Why? Because I'm going through something and I need to touch you. I need to touch you. I need to touch. I don't know about you, but I, I need to touch. And, and so whatever I reach out to is what's going to touch me back. And so he reached out to the feet of Jesus. And now listen carefully here as we go on. He talks about that, that all of a sudden he was, he, Bible says, and, and she was um, dying. But as he went, the multitude thronged him. Now a woman having a flow of blood for 12 years who had spent all her life, livelihood on physicians and could not be healed by any came from behind and touched the border of his garment. And immediately her flow of blood stopped. And Jesus says, who touched me? Who touched me? Now I want you to see something here. And I need, I need you to grab a hold of this. Some people want it more than others. I don't know about you, but how many have ever been more hungry than someone else? How many have ever been at the table when they serve you? I don't know about you, but in our house, when we get served, everybody waits until mama sits down. I don't know about your house, but I don't care if food's going to get cold. Mama's going to have to come and sit down after she served us, and she cooked for us, and she prepared for us. After Mama's going to come, and she's going to sit down. And we're all going to wait. The kids know, and the kids are looking at their food, and they're like, look, and you, better, you, know, you guys all know. When after she sits down, we pray, and then it's on. But everybody looking at her, like, they're like, they're like, they're playing like double dish. You're like, can we go in or not? They look at their plate, they're like, and I said, and the, and the only one that always looks, Celeste always prepares it. <laughs> and we act like we didn't see her little finger. 
because some are hungrier than the others. And then my son gets there, he's like, I'm not hungry. But you're going to eat. Last Thursday, he wasn't, last was it two days ago? He wasn't hungry. I said, but you're still going to sit at the table. Sit at the table, you're going to watch us eat. Come on, somebody. You want to be hungry? You're going to sit at the table, you're going to watch us eat. So you ain't going to go, you're going to sit at the table, you're going to watch us eat. Because since you ain't that hungry. Because you ate somewhere else. You ate some junk food. And some of us were caught up on junk food. Spiritual junk food. Now, let me go down here to talk to you a little bit more. I got something to show you right now. Now, all of a sudden, all of a sudden, church, listen carefully. Here is a man who fell to the feet of Jesus, saying uh, his daughter is dying. Here is a woman with an issue of blood and who the physicians couldn't help her. She put all her money in all these things. She put her money in all these curanderos, all the witch doctors, the white doctors, all this stuff. Trusted all these things. Put her trust in all the chariots and all this different stuff. Put her trust in money. Because I'm going to put your trust in money. Put your trust in all this stuff. And it's good for a season. It lasted her 12 years. That was a good run. 12 years. And there she is. Finding out that that didn't work. Come on, somebody, because how many know, amen, amen, it's not going to be, amen, psychotherapy, because how many of you guys are really psychos? Is it going to take Jesus? I believe in therapy, nothing wrong with therapy. Some of you guys need some therapy. But this woman, she grabs the hem of his garment. The hem of his garment is really low. She pressed through. She broke through, church. She broke through. She was able to push through her, her issues, her problems. She was able to push through herself to touch him. She was able to get out of herself. She was able to get out of her logic. She was able to get out of her mindset. She was able to get out of her issues. Come on, somebody. She was able to get out of it that she pushed and she went for his garment that were by his feet. And she grabbed the hold of him. And when he says, who touched me, he says, my God, you drew from me the power and the anointing and the healing to take and to change your life. Are you willing to grab a hold of him to change your life? To change your situation, to change your circumstances. We have stopped grabbing a hold of Christ and grabbed a hold of a lot of other things. Self-help books, which is no problem, but sometimes that's all you read. You get caught up in all these things and all this stuff that you forget. Amen. The unchangeable word of God. And in your hands you're holding all these weird things that you can't touch Jesus. Your hands are full and you can you can get close to him, but you can't touch him. You can't grab a hold of him. You can't, you can't embrace him. You can't hold on to nothing. You got close to him, but you really didn't touch him because your hands were full of stuff. And you really couldn't get what he had for you because you were full of all this other stuff. And, you know, three years go by and you're good still. You're still in church, but something's wrong. See, everybody was around him. Something was still wrong. Seven years, 12 years go by, something's still wrong. (laughs) Why? Because the man of God 
next to him. Peter says, hey, man, what's going on? Everybody's around you. We're talking about who touched you. What are you talking about who touched you? If all of us are here. He said, no, no, but somebody touched me. Somebody, come on, somebody, amen, wanted, was hungry. Somebody drew for me my power. Somebody took something out of me. So are you willing to touch Jesus to take something out of him that'll help you? Because he's willing to give it to you. He's willing to give it to you. Are you willing to pass through your issues? Get past, amen, your circumstance? You think you're the only one that was young at one time, teenager? You weren't the only one that were young and went through stuff and thought you were the biggest, baddest person in the world. You weren't the only one that thought you knew everything. When I was a teenager, I knew everything. So I found out when I knew nothing. When I got older. Come on, somebody. Then you get married and you think, you know, everything's, the marriage is the solution and you find out it doesn't work. Because you got what you wanted. It's not what you thought. So make it work. Hello, somebody. That's my theology to marriage. You got what you wanted. It's not what you thought. So make it work. Hello, somebody. Because people think marriage is the way out. I'm just getting married. I'm leaving my house. We might have been married. I don't know. We've been going on 17 years. And we've been together almost 20 years. Come on, somebody. We were young and crazy. Hello, somebody. We were thinking back and said, my God, Lord, have mercy. <laughs> Whatever that means, amen. Church, I, I want you to know is how are you waiting for Christ in your walk? And how are you going to approach him or what are you going to approach? And as you approach him, where are you going to fall at? At his altar? Or are you just going to be so full of stuff that you can't grab a hold of him? You can't touch him. Are you willing to push past your issues? Push past all these things? Amen. See, the garment, church, in, in, in Psalms, it talks about the, when they put the oil on Aaron, it goes all the way down his head, all the way down his forehead, all the way down his beard, all the way down the garments, even to the hem of his garments. So she touched the hem of his garments. She touched the anointing, the power. She touched the presence of God. She touched amen virtue. She, she touched him. Tell anybody, do you want to touch him? Amen. Bible says, when all denied it, Peter and those with him said, Master, the multitude pressed you or thung you, and you said, who touched me? Here, here is the disciples saying, what are you talking about? In other words, what do you mean who touched you? They didn't understand it because their understanding was just a simply bump or a hand or, or this or that. But the reality, listen, but Jesus said, this is what he says. Somebody touched me for I perceived power going out of me. It was a different type of touch. Come on, somebody. It was a different type, amen, of reach. It was a different type. Of touch, church. So I believe that we can get next to Christ. The Bible even says that, that they didn't even know they were, they were with Christ. They asked him, are you the Messiah? They didn't even know they were next to Jesus. Sometimes you don't even know you're next to him or not. You don't know if you've even bumped into him. Hello, somebody. That's the problem with us sometimes is we're so full of self. We're so full of all these other things that sometimes we can't see 
what God wants to show us. Mm. But Jesus says, no, he felt the touch. Amen. Now, when the woman saw, listen carefully, that she was not hidden, she came trembling and falling down before him. She declared to him in the presence of all the people the reason she had touched him and how she was healed immediately. My God. I need you to see something here. She tells him and she declares. She seen that she was not hidden. Now, she seen that she wasn't, she seen when she means she was not hidden, she didn't look different no more. She looked like one of them. She didn't like stand out no more. She, now she was, she looked different because when God touches you, you wonder why you look different. You wonder why you're changing, you're transformed. I wonder why you don't look like a dopey no more. Hello, somebody. You wonder why you don't look all messed up no more. You don't look, like you don't look twisted and, and disgusted and, and all jacked up. But when God touches you, he changes you, and you're no longer hidden in the sinner, but he brings you out, and he shows you that you're a different individual, and he can make you a stable man and a stable woman of God. And then when you tell him your testimony, people are like, huh? I never, I could, I didn't. But for sure, are you, that was you? Yeah, that was me. But he, he, he begins to tell her and he begins to share with them the reason. Church, this is the thing I want you to catch. The reason she had touched him. What is your reason this morning? Do you have a reason to touch him? Or are you, are you, are you, are you, so, are you so blinded that you, 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 don't, you think that you're, you're perfectly fine? Are we that blinded that we think that we don't need to touch him? Sometimes we could be so stuck. Well, what's that word? On stupid? Undumb? On self righteousness? Let me, let, me, let, me, let me clarify it for you. Sometimes we can think that nothing's wrong with us. I don't know about you, but I'm the first one that needs to touch him, and I'm the pastor. Oh, you guys, nothing wrong with you guys. I know, I know you're perfectly fine, but the pastor. But the pastor need to touch Jesus. <laughs> I need his touch because if I don't get his touch, I'll take you guys to places you don't want to be. I'll take you to weird places and telling you weird things and doing weird stuff. So I need to touch him. Somebody touch him. I'm going to touch him. So she tells him the reason why she had touched him and how she was healed immediately. See, the reason why God wants you to reach out and God wants you to touch him because he wants, you know, he can take away, amen, your sicknesses, your diseases. He can take away your issues, your problems, your hurts, and, and all that stuff, your mindset, your thinking, whatever you think that cannot work out. God says, I can work it out. If you bring it to me, if you lay it down at my feet, if you trust me, I will do it. But you got to be willing, a church, willing to touch him to reach out to him to be hungry enough to love him to get past yourself I preached last week that it's to be a, an uprising and a revolution and it starts with you see nobody else can make you do this but you church nobody can ask, make you reach him but you no, no one else can make you touch him but you I can teach you I can tell you I can show you but I can't make you. That's, 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 yeah, come on, that, that's up to you. That, that's all up to you. Amen, I'm not your God. 
I don't want to be your God. Please don't look to me. I'm not, I don't got your answers. Jesus has your answers. Amen. I, I don't control you. Jesus, amen, has full control. You, you belong to him. I'm just a shepherd. Amen. He's the over shepherd. Amen. I'm just, amen, enjoying the ride with you. But it's up to you. What do you want out of this? What do you, what do you want out of this? Amen. Church, all of a sudden when, when she says that, listen carefully what happens here. Now, when the woman saw that she was not hidden, excuse me, sorry, verse 48, a heavy transition takes place. And he said to her, daughter, be of good cheer. Your faith has made you well. Go in peace. See, he, he tells her, your faith, your faith. And he tells her, go ahead and go in peace. You used your faith to reach me. You used your faith to touch me. Amen. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. So God was pleased here. Come on, somebody. Jesus was pleased. God was pleased because of what she did. But while he was still speaking, someone came from the ruler of the synagogue's house saying to him, your daughter is dead. Do not trouble the teacher. Mm, mm, mm. Listen to that part right there. Now, look, 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 at, look at the difference. I'm trying to show you the difference here. Your daughter is dead. Do not trouble the teacher. My God. But when Jesus heard it, he answered him saying, do not be afraid, only believe. And she will be made well. Come on, somebody. Amen. He, he, he had to remind the man, you fell at my feet. You came to me with your issues, with your problems. Don't worry about it. Don't be afraid. It's not over. 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 Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Come on, somebody. But only believe. Only believe. And she will be made well. My God. That's, that's heavy. That's heavy. He's telling him. Everything's going to be alright. It's going to be okay. But you have to not let yourself get lost in your pain. You can't let yourself get lost in your hurt. Even when you feel like it's over. Even when you feel like there's no more hope. How do you think the woman felt with 12 years issues, all these issues of blood, all the hemorrhaging, nonstop? Church, listen carefully. He goes on in verse 51. When he came into the house, see, you got to understand, Jesus is going to show up. Jesus is going to show up. He permitted no one to go in except Peter, James, and John. And the father and the mother of the girl. Now all wept and mourning for her. But he said do not weep. She is not dead but asleep. Now you got to catch this. He, he's going in to the room. Where the girl's at. Here's a picture. That God says I don't want no doubt. When I'm working. Doubt and unbelief got to go. I don't want doubt. He says, she's, she's not dead. She's only asleep. So when people start telling you stuff, you need to speak up. 
No, my marriage is not over. It's going to work out. Come on, somebody. No, I'm, I'm not sick. I'm, I, I'm getting healed. Come on, somebody. I'm healed. Amen. I, I, no, God's working it out. You have to learn to speak against the lies and to speak against the things that want to put you in a box. And Jesus begins to speak against it. And he says, I'm bringing the mother and the father in this picture because I want them to see that it was worth coming to me. See, mother, father, you better learn to come to Jesus for your family, for your kids. But learn to come to Jesus for your kids. Because if you don't, I'm telling you, someone else will come for them. If you're not there for them, someone else will be. Come on. If, you don't, if you're not there for someone else will be. Now, what, what are the pastor? What do you, well, you give me permission to be with my kids. No, no. I'm, I'm telling you, if you learn to bring them to Jesus... They'll learn to seek Jesus. Come on, they'll learn to seek Jesus. They'll learn to seek. Je- when they learn, when they grow up, because they're going to grow up, they're not going to be the angels for the rest of their life. Oh, my little angel, yeah, your angel has wings and then horns and hello, somebody. And the kids start growing up, but they're not, they're not, they're not what you expected. Because they're gonna grow up. They might be beautiful right now and they go poo-poo and they're beautiful. But they're gonna grow up. Mine are growing up and they don't always got wings and halos. They're growing up. And whatever you taught them to go after is what they're gonna go after. And don't you go crying. Oh, I'm gonna leave that let that one go. Just let that one go right there. You know, later on, people start blaming the church and blaming the pastor. But why don't you look at your life? You only go to church and this, a whole year is not even a month. We only go to church for two hours, if that, a day. So four Sundays, four Thursdays, two, four, six, eight, 10, 12, 14, 16, 16, 16 hours in a month. Wow, not even a full day. You're 16 hours with us in church and the rest of the time with you. Well, the church, what about you? One little thing happens in church and the rest of the time when they're with you. I'm just trying to help you out right now. Come on, somebody. You don't, but you don't hear me, though. He said, the man goes, I'm going to get past myself and I'm going to go to Jesus so my kids can know where to go. So when they grow up and they're hurting, they'll know where to go. Now, now catch this right here because this, this is the important part right here. And he said, she said, they're only asleep and, and they ridiculed him. Imagine that knowing that she was dead. They, people laughed at Jesus and laughed at what he said. There's a lot of laughers out there. People that laugh when they tell them you change your life and all this stuff and you're going through it. People laugh when you tell them I'm no longer that and God's going to do it. People laugh. People laughed at me. Now they're crying. Hello, somebody. Now I got the last laugh. <laughs> Church, I want you to see this right here. They ridiculed him. 
But he put them all outside. <laughs> he kicked them out. Took her by the hand and called her saying, little girl, arise! Some of you jump. Come out, devil. Lucky they have that mic on me. If I had that mic, all you guys would have jumped backwards. Arise. She had to arise. She had to listen and respond to his voice. He grabbed her. Man, I wish I could preach, Paul. I wish I can. He grabbed the whole of her hand and he told her, arise. Church, she had to respond to his voice. My thing to you, are you going to respond? Are you going to respond out of your situation? Are you going to stay dead or asleep? Are you going to stay stuck? Then her spirit returned and she arose immediately. And he commanded that she be given something to eat. And her parents were astonished, but he charged them to tell no one what had happened. You know why he tells them, don't tell nobody? Because you tell people, don't tell nobody, tell everybody. You know how we are. Don't tell nobody. All of a sudden. Listen to me. You tell that girl, don't tell. She got to tell somebody. She can't. She's got. Girl, you know you got you to gotta tell somebody. You got that one person you got to talk. I got to tell them. They're laughing because they know. He said to the whole situation, they were astonished because in themselves thought it was over. Because sometimes in yourself, you can think it's over. You can think it's too far, it's too gone, it's, it's too much. But God says it's not over. Do you want to touch me? Do you want to reach out to me? Because a lot of us have a lot of reasons why we should. A lot of reasons why we should, but we don't. We don't, we don't, we don't wait for him right. We don't, we don't go to his feet. We don't grab a hold of him. And we have all these issues and all these reasons. And we still don't. We lie to ourselves. And we know we're hurting inside. And we know when we're alone, you're crying. And you're going through stuff. And you're empty. And you know, you're wondering, God, what am I doing? What am I doing? And what am I part of? God, I feel like I'm going spinning my wheels. And God says, you're not. Reach out to me. Maybe you're asleep and you haven't caught it. You need to be woken up. Maybe this will cause you to arise. But you got to get up. Because Jesus is calling you right now. Get up. Arise. Stand. Come. Sing me. I'm here. It's up to you to respond to it. I want you to stand with me this morning, church. Every head bowed, every eye closed this morning. You're here this morning, Jesus saying, who touched me? Who wants to reach out and change their life? Maybe you're here this morning and you don't know Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior. Maybe you never experienced him in your life or in your heart. Maybe you never gave your life to Jesus. I want to I give my life to Jesus today. Maybe you're here this morning. You don't know if heaven's going to be your home. You don't know if you leave today and if you die right now that heaven will be your home. But you want to be secure today that heaven was going to be my home. I want to give my life to Jesus. 
give my life to the Lord. He said, I, I need to give my life over. I want to I wanna, I wanna touch him. I want to reach out to him this morning. Every head bowed, every eye closed. If that's you this morning, lift up hand. I want to pray with you this morning. If that's you, God bless you. 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 Maybe you're here this morning and say, Pastor, I've drifted away. I, I've fallen away. And, and, and I, today I have a reason why to come back. I have a reason why. And I want to come and grab a hold of the hem of his garment. I want to touch him this morning. If you lift up your hand, I want to pray with you this morning. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you, my friend. Let me tell you, church. He loves you and he cares for you. You're here this morning and say, Pastor, I, 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 I need to continue to touch him. I, I want to touch him because I'm hungry for him. I, 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 need, I need a touch for him. I'm, there's some stuff I'm going through. There's some sicknesses that I have. There's some diseases that are going on. There's some stuff that's going taking on in my life. And there's some situations that I'm going through. And I need to grab a hold of him. I need to touch him more than ever. And I'm hungry. And my actions are going to prove it. Because why? I want to get a hold of him. I want to grab a hold of him so tight. I don't want to let go. I want him to touch me as I touch him. I want power to be released. I want that touch. I want that change. I, 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 I need to stand out and be different. Maybe you're here this morning. If that's you, you lifted up your hand. And you need to touch him this morning. I want you to come. I want you to come to the, come to the altar. Come to the feet of Jesus. Come to the garment. Come and grab a hold of him. Touch him this morning. Get your touch this morning. You have reasons this morning to touch him. You're going through something this morning or this week or this month, this year. This is your time to touch him. Are you hungry? Where's your hunger at? Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, Jesus, hallelujah, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. 